Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, it is Monday, it is September. It is the 2nd of September, and I'm not Stevie TFL. He is off sweating some big NASCAR thing, because I don't know if you know this, he's kind of a big deal, but this is the morning grind, and I'm Grant Nieper taking over for Stevie. We have a show for you today that not him, but hopefully he's just drowning the money, because hopefully he won it. I don't know, I can't see the standings right now, but good luck to him. I'm joined here by Jordan Cooper, Blender HC, as you probably know him. How you doing over there, buddy? Good. Are we sure that Stevie's sweating the NASCAR event or getting wiped out by a hurricane? I know that, that, he's, that he's down in that area. So, so I just want to make sure that all the listeners out there is, aren't concerned that, that like, uh, he's washed out the shore or something. I, I, I can confirm as of two hours ago that that has not happened yet. Um, and I, as I believe that Stevie is actually a good swimmer. But yeah, I guess we'll know not, tomorrow if he's either rich or – or swimming, yeah, either or way. Both. Or both, maybe he's both. Yeah, yeah, he can probably buy a boat to get himself out. But guys, if you haven't already signed up for our sponsor yet, our sponsor is Fantasy Draft. Have a million-dollar rake-free contest. All their contests are rake-free. Week one, millions of contests out there, 50-50s, tournaments, $4 buy-ins, $20 buy-ins, pretty much everything for you there. So go ahead, sign up using the RG link, and we'll have promos throughout the course of the year. Get you some free stuff there. So sign up using the RG link. Get in on rake-free DFS and save yourself a whole bunch of money. But we got a 10-game slate, Jordan. You ready to go? Sure. Eight on DraftKings and eight on FanDuel, though. Yeah, eight on DraftKings, eight on FanDuel. The 4 o'clock games are on Fantasy Draft, so we will go through those two. But let's get started with the first game that's on all three slates here. Texas versus New York. We have a a 9.5 total here. Tanaka versus Miner. Let's start off with Miner here. Any interest in him going up against the Yanks? I never have interest in Miner when he's always priced as if, like, his ERA matters because, like, his Sierra is, like, two runs higher. And he's a fly ball pitcher pitching in Yankee Stadium. The only thing about this game, I think, uh, based on the current forecast, that we may have weather issues. So, like, uh, like make sure I, I, Roth will be up early tomorrow because it's an early slate. So, make sure you check that out first. But, I mean – from a pitching standpoint in this game, like I'm not interested in minor or lefty against the, the big righty Yankee bats and like Tanaka. Uh, I I know Texas strikes out a bunch, but more so to lefties than to righties. I think they're getting, I, are they getting a ballpark upgrade? I don't know. I mean, they have a four implied run total, but I'm never thrilled to play Tanaka. He's 8,100, but you're probably, I mean, if you're going to play him as an SP2, you're not going to be able to fit in bats because you're probably playing some someone more expensive so i'm not necessarily thrilled about playing tanaka i don't know about you i mean i'm not really thrilled about playing either of these guys tanaka he has been great in recent games here he's had four games three of which were i believe over 20 points he went over 100 pitches in his last two but you never know what his leash is going to be yes texas does have a 23 percent k rate versus righties they are a bunch for a lot worse versus lefties here there's still some upside here in this four implied run total it gives me a little bit of hope yeah, I probably wouldn't roll with him as my SP2 if I was going to pay up for my SP1. But if you're going mid-range SP1, like I, I could see a 2-8K pitcher combo that works out fine. But minor, not using him at all. Lefty versus the Yankees, a guy that's probably perpetually overpriced now based on what he did early on in the season. I don't think I'm going to go there. I'm probably skipping him. But Tanaka, I do have some interest in. I have to wait and see what his ownership is going to be because I'm guessing he's going to be the mega chalk of this slate considering the matchup and considering his price tag and recent forming. What about the Texas bats? I'm interested in the bats in this game. You think Tanaka is going to be chalky? I think both these pitchers are overrated and I think the, the bats are priced down because the algorithm thinks that they are better pitchers. So I look at both sides of the game, but on the Texas side, I mean, Chu is 4,100 on DraftKings. You have Calhoun, who's 4,500. Mazzara, if he's in, he's 4,300. I mean, we'll get some – they'll get a better lineup. I mean, Solak's still 3,600. Or you play Odor for a similar price. Santana, I mean, there's no one uh, – Santana, we typically see over 5K. I'm not saying he should be worth that. But, like, if Tanaka's off, 
Tanaka could give up eight runs in the first inning. And if people aren't going to play bats against him in Yankee Stadium, as long as there's no weather issues, like I'm, 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 these Texas bats, maybe not as a stack, but as a three man, Tanaka gets killed in one inning. Like I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, Tanaka has been a guy throughout the course of his entire career here. He's given up a ton of bombs. This year, 228 ISO versus lefties. So you mentioned them, Chu, Calhoun, both guys that can take it out of the ballpark. Odor or Solak, who both are a little bit underpriced here. Solak at 3.6. Odor, pretty much the same price tag here. Odor in a not great ballpark for fly ball pitchers. And while he has been a bit of a ground ball pitcher this year, Calhoun and Odor both hit the ball in the air at a 40, 45% clip here. So I'm kind of right there with you. I wouldn't full stack. And based on Tanaka's ownership, it's going to be interesting, which he does have the lowest ownership per or lowest implied run total against him for the price tag. But let's look over on the other side here with the Yankees here. Any interest in them going up against Minor, a guy that largely has kept opposing teams from doing too much damage, but this is New York. Right. I, I feel the same way with the Yankees as I do with the Rangers. Maybe not a five-man stack, but, like, he could get taken out twice. And Glaber Torres is 4,400 with the platoon advantage, and he fits his second base or shortstop position. Gary Sanchez, a catcher, is 4,400. I think he's a cash play. I think, these, I think both of them are possibly cash plays at those prices at those scarce positions. And then if you're paying up in, like, GPP or stacking, I think Aaron Judge is fine at 4,900. LeMayhew at 4,900. I mean, Voight at 4,100. I mean, you can play any of these guys. I mean, I'd... I, I'd rather have the core of my stack be Torres and Sanchez, but like, like they're priced down enough that like I I'm not playing minor. He's overrated. Uh, the Yankees have a 5.6 implied run total for a reason. Yep, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like minor is a deep, like he's a decent pitcher, but this team is just so darn good. They have such good numbers versus righties, and plus on top of that, Texas bullpen is not great. It's a good ballpark, so. I'm on board with you. Let's move on to the next game here. We have the Mets versus the Nationals here. Joe Ross going up against Syndergaard. Let's start off with Thor, who absolutely destroyed me last time he was out on the mound here, going up against the red-hot Washington team, who has a 4.7 implied run total here. Are you using any Thor? Uh, Syndergaard is the one of the most overrated DFS pitchers because he only has like a 22 23% strikeout rate. Sometimes it goes out and strikes out 10, but most of the time he doesn't. Uh, uh, the, the Nationals are not a great uh, matchup for him. Uh, I know that we're going to get to one pitcher that's 500 more than him that technically has less talent than him but has a much better matchup. Uh, I'd much rather play him than Syndergaard because I, I don't see Syndergaard coming out and putting up a score that I need. Maybe he has a good outing. He gives you 20 points. He gives you 22 points. But I, I feel like if I fade him, he's not going to put up tw- uh, 40 in this matchup against the Nationals. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm kind of on the same page with you there. Thor is a guy that I really ever like to use. Not a high strikeout pitcher. Not a high strikeout matchup here. They're just pretty much middle of the pack, and they've been on fire recently. He's getting a ballpark cut downgrade considering half his games are being played over in City Field, and now he's going over to Nationals Park, and he could end up in some trouble here. I don't have any interest in Thor. I don't really have much interest in paying up for anyone, at least on DK and FanDuel here. Uh, what about over on the other side? Ross, we're not using him, right? Well, he's 6,600, and I guess he could pitch a good game. In, in, in like, MME builds or something? I mean, I, I would look at projections. I mean, the Mets – I mean, th- there are cheaper pitchers that are pitching against higher implied totals that I actually prefer more. But, like, uh, like I don't – I can't see Ross putting up a decent enough score that I needed at 6,600. But, like, I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to, to playing him in some line. It's just that I don't want to play the Mets bats at these prices – the Met, to me, the Mets' bats are overpriced that if I'm not going to play the bats and I'm playing 100 lineups, maybe I have eight Joe Ross lineups because, like, yeah, you can play Pete Alonso at 5K. You can play Conforto at 4,700. But, I mean, like, like, like Brandon Nimmo, is he going to be back in? I see this in projected, what, 3,400? Okay, maybe I do have interest. And in maybe, maybe one bat, but McNeil's 4,800. You're paying a premium for the Mets. I know you're getting a ballpark upgrade in the process, and Joe Ross is not a good pitcher. But uh, they may be lower owned for that reason. It just I, I, The stack price is just too high for me in the Mets. So if you're going to play him, maybe one-offs. I mean, if Nimmo is back in there, I do have some interest. Uh, he's 3,400 here. Like, you don't have to throw in all the top guys into the lineup here. I mean, yes, you can throw in two or th- – I mean, realistically, I don't have anything that I want to pay up for today. 
Like, there's nothing that I absolutely – Are you just going to leave 10K on the set on the table and just play with 40K? I, I don't need to do that. Like, I, I, I can play McNeil. I can play Alonzo. I can play Conforto. There's a lot of bats on the slate. I can play Twins, but I don't really need to pay up for pitching. Like, I don't need to pay over 8.9K for a pitcher. I don't need a 10K pitcher here. So, I do have some interest in the Mets backs here. Joe Ross is just terrible – Absolutely horrible versus lefties. Not great versus righties, although the underlying numbers show him being a little bit better. Doesn't give up a huge amount of fly balls. Doesn't give up a huge amount of fly contact or hard contact to righties, but just has been terrible across the board versus lefties and not a big strikeout pitcher. So McNeil, Conforto, Nimmo all fit the perfect mold for guys going up against him. A guy that gives up a ton of fly ball or a decent amount of fly balls, a decent amount of hard contact and strikes out no one. Walks a bunch of guys. There's enough lefties in this line where we could see some base runners. The Washington bullpen's bad. I'm fine with a Mets stack here, and I'm fine with taking Nemo as a one-off, Conforto, Alonzo, McNeil. I'm fine with any of them, but that's just me. What about over on the other side, Washington going up against Thor? Well, even if I'm not playing Syndergaard, I may not want to play bats against him. I mean, these Nationals aren't really even priced down for the matchup. Rendon is, is 5,500. Soto is 5,000. I mean, you can play Zimmerman. I, I typically want to play lefties against him. So I look and I go, if Eaton's back in the line, like, do I want to play him? Is Drupal Cabrera 3,900? I'm not excited about that. Maybe the only guy that I may have some interest in, even as a one-off, is, is Trey Turner because Syndergaard can't hold anyone on. So as long as Turner gets on base, he can put up a ceiling score in this matchup. It just uh, – I don't know. I, I, even if I'm not playing Syndergaard, I, I, I can't pay these prices for the Nationals. I'm disagreeing with you again. This is who you paid for it pitching. You sound like you have all the money in the world. No, I said I'm not paying for pitching. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm like. I don't know who you who you're playing (laughs) a pitcher where you can afford everyone. Uh, you you play cheap guys. You should know this by now, but we'll get to those guys soon enough. I like that you Joe Ross. You didn't like. Oh, we're gonna get to some cheapos. Okay, we'll get to some. Yeah, there's still another guy on the board here, and there's another guy that's not 10k that I like. But anyways. Like, you can still play – look, there's cheap enough guys. You don't have to do a full 5-3 stack. You can do a 5-1-1-1, take cheap guys in here. But Turner, like, Syndergaard is a guy that people don't stack against, but he gets blown up often, like a lot more often than people think. We just saw literally the last time he was at going up against the Cubs. Just absolutely got destroyed here. He's a guy that occasionally went – it's not even if his stuff is not on. He just occasionally gets unlucky. His pitches aren't breaking. He throws the wrong pitch mix. He, his slider isn't breaking down. And people just beat him up. But this is a spot where it potentially happened. There's not a great amount or a whole bunch of great hitting spots on the slate here. So taking guys again that are on fire recently up against Thor, who's not been great at certain points in the season, I'm entirely fine with it. But this is about this is mostly just for big field tournaments here. And it's partially because of my hatred of Thor. But let's move on to the next game here. We got Asher Wojnowski going up against Ryan Yarbaugh. We have an 8.5 implied total or 8.5 total in this game. 3.1 implied total for Baltimore. Rays are massive favorite here. Let's start off with Woj, who I have played quite a bit in my day, but I'm not going to target here. What about you? Oh, he's a cheap pitcher you don't like. We're getting, I, I, I'm assuming we're getting to the cheap pitchers. Uh, Wojciechowski has turned into back into a pumpkin. He had like that good like two starts, and it's like, oh, is he real? Oh, he's not real. Uh, so, like, if you think he's going to turn uh, into a great pitcher again, he's getting a ballpark. I mean, they're playing in Tampa, so he's kind of protected by fly balls a bit. But sometimes he gives up 40, 450 foot bombs, so it doesn't even matter. So, like, if you want the strikeout upside, possibly, against his Rays lineup, I mean, there are strikeouts there, but not as many as you think. Like, I wouldn't call you crazy for playing Wojciechowski and GP. I'd probably play him over Joe Ross, because at least Woj seems to have, like, could get strikeouts. Uh, but but otherwise, like I I wouldn't touch him in cash. I wouldn't even. I barely touch him in GPP. Yeah, I guess you're kind of, honestly. I think you just talked me onto him. Didn't really expect you to. The five point five implied run total against him just seems so high. But then you got to realize that this is Baltimore. They have a horrible bullpen that's going to give up a lot of runs. He's only six point two k. There's not a whole lot of cheap options on this slate here. And there's only one that I really do like. That's really cheap. And it could easily go wrong here. So using Woj here is not the worst idea in the world. He's just a little bit too cheap considering his K upside and the fact that he's playing in a drastic park upgrade. Like, you look at his season-long numbers. 
Half of those are pitching over in Baltimore, which I think has the highest home runs per nine in the entire majors. So fly ball pitchers do not do great there. He is a fly ball pitcher, but fly ball pitcher in Tampa, it's a little bit different story. I'm on him a little bit. What about over on the other side? Yarbrough, 9.4K. Seems like it's a little bit too expensive for me. Seems like it. It is. I mean, he's always overpriced for, for I mean, he's not, he's not going to pitch 100 pitches. And, like, he strikes – he's – it, uh, if I'm going to pay 9400 for Yarbrough, I'll play Mike Soroka. Like, if, if I'm going to play that type of pitcher, I might as well play the better type of that type of pitcher. Uh, but, like, yeah, you can't pay for him. But, I mean, I don't necessarily mind playing one-off Orioles if we move on to the bats because, I mean, their price is they as they've been. Like, I don't mind playing a Mancini one-off. I don't mind playing a Nunez one-off. I mean, I'd want to play the righties against Yarbrough. But he's very good at limiting hard contact. So, like, I don't, I don't see him getting blown up. But if you could pick out the dong that, you know, maybe he gives up one, you know, I'm not opposed to it, but I don't consider, although Baltimore has cheaper prices, I'd almost rather pay up for bats than like these middle range Baltimore bats with a 3.1 implied run total. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of there with you. Like I don't mind Mancini, but honestly, yeah, it's not a good ballpark. They are decent bats. There are some cheaper bats on the slate that I feel like are better. I don't think I'm rolling with any of the, Baltimore bats, and I'm definitely not going to the Arboro. What about over on the other side? Tampa Bay bats against an extreme fly ball pitcher. Uh, especially one that throws the slider. I want the, I want the lefties. Sogard, Meadows, Joy, Kiermaier, Wendell, who's second base eligible. I don't even care where they are in the lineup. I mean, I don't even mind playing Mike Zeno for his 17 strikeouts because that could easily happen. Uh, the the bat, For a 5.5 implied run total, the bats are – fairly cheap enough i mean it just feels weird like why like i'm gonna pay like for abby garcia or i'm gonna play for fam and then not like pay for judge or something like that but like miners a much better pitcher than asher wojcikowski so like i'm i'm not gonna shy away necessarily from the raised bats it's not the best hitting environment but like if i see them at, at three four percent owned as a stack i could easily make one for under under 21k that I, that, that I feel comfortable with, at least in large field GPPs. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I'd rather target the lefties. I really like Kiermaier on the spot. Anytime he goes up against a big fly ball pitcher, he, for some reason, seems to hit the ball of the ballpark. He's a big ground ball guy. So going up against Woj, who's given a 53% fly ball rate, giving up a whole lot of hard contact to lefties, and his K rate is just mediocre versus lefties at 19.6%. So I, I do like Meadows. I do like Kiermaier. Choi, if he's in the lineup, Sogard, all these guys and their prices are just good enough where even in a bad ballpark, any time they go up against a good fly ball or fly ball pitcher, extreme fly ball pitcher, they're not a bad call here. Let's move on to the next game here. We have Minnesota versus Detroit here, 10 total in this game. we got Zimmerman versus Odorizzi. Let's start off with Odorizzi, most expensive pitcher on the slate. Didn't think I'd see that too often this year. And 10.5K. Seems a little high, but he is going up against Detroit that are absolutely terrible. Odorizzi's coming into decent form, so it seems like a ridiculous price tag to pay for him, but are we paying for him? On this slate, in the context of this slate, he's the best pitcher with the best matchup. I think Syndergaard, from a raw talent perspective, is probably a better pitcher, but I mean, I'd much rather take Odorizzi against the, the hapless Tigers then take Syndergaard at the same price. I'm, I'm with you. Like, if, you, if you're going to pay up, you're going to pay for him. And if you're not going to pay up, you're going you're gonna, to go cheapy cheap and then do, do the best you can. But, I mean, Odorizzi, uh, I mean, he's he gets strikeouts. He's, his history is that he's reverse split, so he's actually better against lefties. But this year, I don't think it matters that much. And also, it doesn't matter that much when the, the lineup consists of Harold Castro batting cleanup. It's the Tigers for crying out loud. So, like, uh, yes, it seems like a high price, but there may not be any pitcher this slate that gets you more than 25 points. So, like, if Odorizzi is that guy, he's worth 10.5K. Yeah, yeah, no, right there with you. Um, I don't think I'm going here, but I understand all the logic, and I largely agree with it. He's going up against one of the worst teams in the league. Chances are that he's going to do well. He has been normal splits this year, although the strikeouts have been a little bit heavier versus lefties, but not enough for me to really care too much. He's throwing that cutter more, which is a decent out pitch for him. So that's kind of been why the reverse splits have gone more towards normal splits. 
These guys don't walk. He can go later on to the game because of that. The massive strikeout rate with 27.4 in the projected lineup. All these kind of lead to that. What about over on the other side with Zimmerman here? Are we, we're not doing this, right? I mean, is there a point in talking about it against the Twins? Nope, move to bats. The bats are easy in this game, all of them. I mean, like in, in the twin side, I think Rosario at 4,600 on DraftKings is a cash play. Then you plug, plug that right into your outfield. Because you want – Zimmerman's bad to both sides of the plate, but, of course, I'd rather target lefties because he's worse to lefties, imaginably so. So, uh, I don't mind Kepler, but he's questionable. So, maybe he's not in the lineup. I don't mind – even in cash – I don't mind playing Luis Arias because he never strikes out and he's going up against a pitcher that, that doesn't get anyone out. So I know that he may not have the best ISO numbers, but, I mean, he could easily go four for five this game. So if you want to contact here, there you go. But stacking this up with Polanco and Cruz, uh, you know, Sano has not been doing all that well. I mean, I'm not a big fan of his 5K price tag. But if, like, Marwin's question, if he's back in the lineup, I can plug him in the outfield or a third base and be fine. If Castro's in instead of Garver, like that's thirty five hundred. Like the, and even Jake Cave, depending on where he, like they're all in. It's, it's Jordan Zimmerman. They're all in play. Yeah, I don't think you need to actually explain that much. You could have just said Jordan Zimmerman, and it's that simple. But I mean, Snow is a guy that I really want to play today. He is five K, which is tough to pay, but Zimmerman only strikes out righties at a nineteen percent clip. Big hard contact guy, big fly ball guy, just not a good pitcher. But, yeah, pretty much every single person in this lineup. And don't be afraid to stack this lineup up with the bottom of it. Like, if Cave is in there, 4.1K, this dude has power. He just strikes out a ton. And Zimmerman strikes out no lefties. So play every single person in this lineup. They're probably going to be chalky. I'm willing to eat it, but they're just going to take them out of the ballpark multiple times. Try and stack up the stack a little bit. Don't just go straight up one through five. Throw in the eight hitter, throw in the nine hitter and random ones. Like, stack this up different ways because the chalk stack is just going to be one through five hitters, all of which could end up with a bomb, but they're all good plays. What about over on the other side with Detroit here? Nothing? I'm the vomit stack guy. Uh, but, I mean, I, I, I played vomit stack Tigers like a month ago, and they've gotten worse. Like when Castellanos was still on the team. Now it's gotten even worse. The only way that I played the Tigers as a stack – is if uh, Jamino's hamster wheel of ownership comes out and Odorizzi's 40-plus percent owned and I'm looking to get leverage, like big-time, large-field GPP leverage. But if that doesn't happen, like, I mean, Odorizzi is a fly ball pitcher. The problem is, is that, like, these guys suck. So, like, I mean, like Dixon, I mean, uh, I, like, who am I playing here? I mean, they're all cheap. If you, if you told me you were playing any one of these guys as a way to just punt the position and just do something else with – like, you can't be crazy. They're, they're all nearly 3K. So, I mean, you could stack them up for 16K. And, and, and obviously, you're paying for Odorizzi and Syndergaard together. I don't think that's the optimal route even in GPP. But, like, I don't want to poo-poo the Tigers because it's – other than Ronnie Rodriguez, like, they're all, like, dirt cheap. Yeah, you can get the entire stack for under 16K, which is crazy to think about. But you could also get zero points for 16K in that scenario. So, I – I don't think I'm going to do it. Maybe in huge field GPP if Odorizzi is insanely high-owned, but I don't think that's going to happen here. Let's move on to the next game here. we got Soroka going up against Wagyu's pack. Braves-Toronto, I believe it's a 8.5 total here in this game. Braves' heavy favorite here. Let's start off with Wagyu's pack, who has shown some decent stuff at one or two games, but Overall, it's not been good going up against a Braves team. He's got big reverse splits. Are we, look, are we looking at using him today? Not at 7K. I'd consider him for 5K, but like the, the Braves have a 5.9 implied run total. Yeah, plus they don't really have a whole lot of lefties in the lineup. They have Freeman, who I'm not targeting against. Joyce, who's actually been decent versus righties, and Ortega. Like, not, not I guess Albies, but maybe he'll bat righty. But, or uh, McCann may be back. He's a lefty. Yeah, I mean, they. Oh, I never know what GMs are going to do, so I guess wait for the lineup. But regardless, I don't think Wagner's pack is in play. What about over on the other side? Soroka going up against a very high strikeout Toronto team. Any interest in him? Soroka is just like if you're not going to play Yarborough, you might as well play Soroka. I'm not a big fan of ever playing Soroka. They're playing in Atlanta. Uh, I, I think Soroka is an overrated pitcher. I've actually, I've actually bat, taken more bats against him than played him himself. I know he limits hard contact. I know whatever. But, I mean, he sometimes has an inning or two where he just he has nothing going on. 
I think he's a safe play against the, the strikeout rate of the of the Blue Jays because he gets a little bump for that. But like, I think he's efficiently priced at ninety two hundred. If you were going to play, if you needed the thirteen hundred to go from Odorizzi down to Soroka in cash games for your SP one, if you wanted to play Soroka Tanaka, like you said, it's not something I would do. But like, I I think that's fine. I think Soroka's a good real life pitcher, but not necessarily has the upside at ninety two hundred. Yep, right there with you. There's a guy in the high AK range that I really like. Here, what about the bats? I don't necessarily want to play the bats, but it 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 like I can't play Boba Shed at fifty four hundred on DraftKings, but I can play the lefties. The lefties are good in Atlanta, right? You play BGO at forty one hundred, Tellers or uh, it's Tellers or Smoke, whoever's in. You could even play Grichuk and Hernan. I mean, like they're all cheap enough. I mean, they're they're all under four K, so like. They have a three point seven implied run total, so I'm not all that thrilled about stacking them up. But uh, but if if you need some cheap lefty bats to fill in to some slots, like uh, I think you're perfectly, I, you're typically probably going lower than BGO at forty one hundred. But if you wanted to play him at second base as a one off, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, I like both of them. It's a decent ballpark here, probably ballpark downgrade for them. But Biggio and Tellez, both lefties, both big fly ball guys going up against a big ground ball pitcher. So if anyone's going to take them out of the park, it's probably going to be a lefty and it's probably going to be a full fly ball guy. You got both of these guys with some power here going up against an incredibly low strikeout rate pitcher versus lefties at 13.5%. I called it last time they played when it was over in Toronto. I think one of them hit a bomb. Maybe both of them hit a bomb. I don't know, but... In any case, anytime this ha- like the exact same scenario happens, which apparently it's twice in two weeks, I'm gonna play both those guys. What about over on the other side? Wagner's pack obviously terrible. Reverse splitsy so far this year. Toronto has a bad bullpen behind it. What Atlanta bats are we using? I I like the Atlanta bats. I'm gonna predict the ownership on these bats gonna be low because the Twins are gonna be more chalky. I don't think people are going to want to pay 5600 for Acuna when you can play Nelson Cruz for that price against Zimmerman. So Acuna, Donaldson, Swanson, uh, depending on where they are. Like Swanson, I would want if he's higher up in the order, but I don't mind in a stack anywhere anywhere else. But like like if Wagaspak's going to get hit, it's going to be by power righties more so than lefties, but it doesn't mean I don't want to play Freddie Freeman or Ozzy uh, Albies in a stack. But I'm I'm more inclined to play a 6% on an eight-game slate owned Ronald Acuna than I am playing like a 21% owned Nelson Cruz. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm kind of right there with you. They have a slightly lower implied team total than Twins, just 0.2 lower. They're going to come in at less ownership. They honestly have less depth than the Twins, so chances are like the top of the order is probably going to do more of the damage here, Donaldson. Acuna going to be the two top guys here, Albies and Freeman. I don't care if Wagner's Pack has reverse splits. I put that in quotation marks. Even. It's a small enough sample size that it may not even be real. He definitely, like, he throws his cutter more. Like, his pitch type seems to imply that he should have slightly reverse splits, but nothing nothing even close to this. Like, he should be splits neutral, and that's what I'm going to keep it as. So, just overall, he's a bad pitcher. And I'm still going to take more righties against him, but uh, he's not a great pitcher in this bullpen behind him. It's not great. It's a good ballpark. It's going to be 85 degrees out there. It's going to be humid. I'm right there with you with these Atlanta bats. Let's move on to the next game here. We got Philly versus the Reds here. Descalfani going up against Smiley. We have a 10 total, I believe, on this game here. Pretty darn high. Let's start off with Smiley. Any interest in him? He's 4,600 and he can pitch 90 pitches. I got to have some interest, right? Am I crazy? Uh no, you're not crazy. He's my guy. He's my oh, guy. Oh, he's, he's your guy. Oh, okay. Ruining. Now, now I know where you're going. Look, I was entirely ready after the last few starts to give up on him. And then this slate comes out where I don't want to pay 10-5 for Odorizzi. I don't want to pay 10K for Cindergard. I don't want to pay for any of these other trash pitchers. So I might be all in on Smiley tomorrow. The dude has actual decent K stuff. Cincinnati is actually a good field for strikeouts. Uh, it's one of the best f- fields in the league for strikeouts here. It's a bad field for home runs. This could end up terribly, but let's look at every other pitcher on the slate outside of Odorizzi. 
this could end terribly for anyone. Like, we have high totals all over the board here. Yarbrough's not the only other guy that's probably not going to end terribly, but it's not going to end good because he doesn't have any upside. Soroka doesn't really have too much upside. He's in a great matchup. So the safety is here for a few guys, but you don't have too much upside. So I'm just hoping no one gets 20 points. If Smiley gets me 10 points, no one else gets 20-plus points here. If Smiley gets you 10 points. You should be praying to whatever Buddha God that you play. Because I'm, I'm, when I play Smiley, I'm just hoping he's in the positive. I mean, he's had seven in four straight, I believe. I think he's had almost exactly seven in four straight. Yeah, 7.4, 7.5, 7.3, 6.8. You can't ask for that type of consistency here. And before that, I just was... understand that the Reds have a 5.6 implied run total. Uh, on the on the projected lineup, it, did something happen to Aquino today? Is he injured or something? Because I don't see him in the projected lineup. Honestly, I've been traveling most of the day. I did not see if anything happened to Aquino, but if he's out, but if then... he's not, if he's not in, that's a big boost to oh, smile. That's massive. That's massive here. So guys, check that out tomorrow. But I don't really care if he's in or not. I'm using Smiley. I may go all in on Smiley. I may regret it, but it's probably what's going to happen. Let's look over to the other side. Disco Stu going up against Philly, only a 4.5 implied run total against him. He's 8.5K. Any interest in him? As long as he can get around the lefties at 8,500, he has more upside than Soroka. He has more upside than Yarborough. I think he has more upside, he's more upside than Tanaka at 8,100. I don't necessarily consider him a cash play, being that he's pitching in Cincinnati against a, a team with that has power. Like, if Jay Bruce is in the lineup, I mean, that's another that's a power lefty. But, of course, he could strike those guys out also. It's more – I mean, it's like Harper could strike out, but he could also hit three bombs. So, he has to navigate around those guys. So, like, like not, a, not in cash, but I could definitely see a play – if I want to play, like, the, the cheap SP1, I'm more inclined to play Di Scalfani than play Soroka. Yeah, no, that's absolutely fair. I think I'd rather play him over Soroka. I think I'd rather pay him, play him over what's his name, uh, someone else that just doesn't have any upside. Well, definitely minor. Yarbrough. Uh, yeah, so I'd rather play him over either of those guys. Twenty-seven percent K rate to righties. He still has twenty percent, one percent K rate to lefties. That's like seven percent higher than Soroka on both sides here. And yes, there are some lefties in this lineup, but a lot of them don't do that much damage here. And one of the big problems with Discalfani is he tries to pitch around a lot of lefty bats. Dickerson's very sweet, free swinging here. Jay Bruce is very free swinging, and Hernandez is very free swinging. I want to see what happens with the lineup here, but there's not a whole lot of patience with a lot of these lefties. So Discalfani, his biggest problem is pitching around him, but if they're going to be swinging away, that actually adds his K upside here, and it adds a little bit or takes away a little bit of his downside. So I'm right there with you. That being said, are we targeting some of these lefty bats? Well, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd first say Bryce Harper, but he's 5,400 on DraftKings. And I'm not I'd, – I'd rather pay for Ronald Acuna. I'd rather pay for Nelson Cruz. I'd rather pay for those guys than play Harper. So, like, if I'm not going to play Harper, like, what am I playing in this lineup? I mean, like, yeah, sure, you can play Dickerson instead, but he's 4,900. So, I mean, like, it's just that they're too expensive to stack, and I don't want to play Hoskins. So, like, or Real Muto at 4,500 when Gary Sanchez is 4,400. So, like, that leads me more to playing more Di Slifani than playing any of these Phillies bats. Yeah, I don't mind Bruce. But I'm, if he's even in the lineup, I'm not really a fan of any of these guys. It's not a great spot. It's not terrible. I'm just probably not going to go there. What about over on the other side versus my favorite pitcher, uh, Smiley? Are you talking any of these Reds bats? If Aquino is out, which I don't even know. We're making something up. We're looking at a projected lineup that doesn't have him in. But he's 5,800. And I, I'm not playing him at 5,800. I'm sorry. But if he's out of the lineup, I'm actually more interested in the Reds because then they become cheaper. I think what you do with the Reds in this game is one or the other. Or if you're playing a whole bunch of lineups, you can do even both of them. You're either playing Smiley or you're playing all the Reds. So, I mean, like, it's, it's one of those things. And it doesn't matter. left Like, lefty-lefty, Smiley has a million ISO against the anyway. So, like, I don't mind playing Van Meter or Votto or or, or – or, Whoever, whoever, you know, Winker's not in. We may, I think that may only be the two lefties that would be in the lineup. But outside of that, like, don't leave them off your stack if you're trying to stack against Smiley because he can give up bombs to them as well. But Cincinnati does have a higher K rate. So, like, if you play Smiley, he can, he can put up an 18-point score, no problem. He can put up a negative 18-point score, 
with no problem. So kind of make your decision for GPPs and go, am I playing Smiley? And if you're not playing Smiley, make sure to have a couple of red stats. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I Yeah, Smiley, I can't remember what the stat was, but at this point I think it's like eight home runs and 14 innings to lefties. Some, something just absolutely ridiculous, like a 4.5 home run per nine in or against lefties so far this year, which is just really silly. But you know what? I mean, I don't know if it's going to continue, but in any case, it's just something to note. So going with Van Meter or going with Votto is not the worst idea in the world, especially in a good home run ballpark like Cincinnati here. All right, let's move on to the next game here. we got the Cardinals going up against the Giants over in St. Louis. We have nine implied or nine total here. Wainwright versus Beatty. Let's start off with Beatty. Any interest in him going up against the Cards? Am I crazy for wanting to play him over Smiley at 5,800 against the, the righty-heavy Cardinals lineup? I know he's not pitching in San Francisco, but Beatty could strike some guys out, and the Cardinals could strike out. So, like, I know he's 1,200 more than Smiley, but I, I, see, I, see a, I see more of a path of destruction with Smiley and more of the path of, like, Beatty may not have a great game, but, I mean, he can still give me 10 points. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, you look at the numbers – Similar XFIP, similar K rates, similar walk rates, similar hard contact rates, similar matchup here, Cincinnati and St. Louis. And like St. Louis has a lower implied total. And on top of that, they're in a better ballpark for pitchers here. So going with BD over Smiley is not a bad idea. He's another guy that I'm looking into. He's a little bit like the $1,200 difference. I haven't made any lineup construction yet, so I don't know how much it's actually going to affect me. But if it's not a big effect, I'm going to switch up a bit between Smiley and Beatty. Like, it's, they're similar pitchers in similar spots. Beatty's in a slightly better ballpark, so I don't mind it at all. And I don't mind Wainwright at 7,600 on DraftKings. Depending on – I mean, I, I'm saying depending on the lineup. The Giants aren't a very good hitting team. I know they're getting a ballpark upgrade, but they have a 3.9 implied run total. Wainwright's, Wainwright's main issue is against lefties. So the less lefties are in their lineup, the more interest I have in Wainwright. And even if there are lefties in the lineup, I mean, we're talking about, well, look at the pitchers we're talking about on this slate. They all have, they all, if, if any of them got blown up, we wouldn't be shocked. So, like, if, if it's not Tanaka, it could be Wainwright. Soroka could get blown. Who knows? Who knows what happens on this slate? So, at 7,600, I'm willing to take a shot at Wainwright. But if I'm not playing Wainwright, like, play, the, play these lefties on the Giants because that's probably what's going to kill them. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm kind of right there with you. Um, I, I, he's not that high on my list, but he's definitely in the con, in consideration for pitchers here. I'd rather take a shot on Wainwright than take a shot on Odorizzi or Syndergaard up there at the top. The chances of them being that much different in terms of points isn't drastic. I don't think that many people are going to be on Wainwright. San Francisco is not very good. They have a very low implied total of 3.8. Yes, they have some lefties in their lineup, and Wainwright has been bad versus lefties so far this year. Overall, they're – Lineup is nothing to really be scared about. Belt has not been great for the majority of the season here. They are getting a ballpark upgrade, but I don't really care. Wainwright's in play for me. What about any bats on San Fran? I mean, looking at their pricing, Belt is under 4K. Most of these guys are pretty darn cheap here. Wainwright has struggled versus lefties, and every lefty in the lineup is under 4.4K. You're speaking my language. You're speaking my language. You're Stremski, Dickerson, Belt, Crawford. Give me the lefties, and then I'll throw in Buster Posey. For my three points in Kadza, the one step above Jeff Mathis to fill a spot or, or whatever. You know, he just always included is in the middle of everything. So maybe something happens. Uh, no, no, I think the stack price for this is, is, pretty, is pretty good for a ballpark upgrade against a pitcher that, you know, he could, ha- he, he could walk five guys and give up home runs to lefties. Or he could, also, he could also strike out eight people. So it's one or the other. I think people are not going to be – I think I – think, Belt may get some ownership at first base at 3,900. But outside of that, like, I see the Giants being fairly low-owned for, for, because they have under a four-implied run total. But, I mean, what's going to end up happening is that they score 10 runs off of Wainwright, the lefties, and people go, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, I forgot Wainwright's bad. That could happen to him. So, like, don't poo-poo the, the, the Giants uh, with with the price, I'd rather put the Giants at these prices than like the Orioles against Yarborough with Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, right there with you. What pretty much the exact same page. What about over on the other side with the Cards? Well, if anything, you, you kind of say the same thing. But I mean, do I really want to play like Matt Carpenter? 
Like, is he ever going to hit? Is he ever going to do anything? No. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never yeah. play Carpenter again. Just right. Well, raw talent wise, yeah, fine. You can play Goldschmidt at forty three hundred. Okay, I get. Just, I mean, he's a talented person, but or DeJong if he's back in the lineup at forty two hundred. But like, I'm not. Like, Beatty's a good enough pitcher that like I don't want to pay these prices for the Cardinals. Like, I can make a Yankee stack cheaper than make a Cardinals stack, pretty much. So, like, why am I playing the Cardinals? I'd, I'd much rather play BD at 5,800 than play any of these Cardinals bats. Yeah. I'm kind of right there with you. All right. We agreed too much. We agreed too much. I mean, we think fairly similarly. Or we we're, don't. We're both going to lose tomorrow. We're or just both going to lose. Well, I mean, I said I was on Spider. Let's see if you agree with my last take here. When we get to the last game. Oh, no. Really? Oh, are we getting into – oh, don't tell me you're playing this guy. No, no, I'm not playing Sheffield. But oh, okay, good. Versus Hendricks, no total out yet. Mariners, Cubs. Let's start with Sheffield. I'm not playing him. He is terrible. He is not good. You're not playing him, I'm assuming? He's 5K. And can he pitch 80 pitches? Can he uh, pitch 90 he, pitches? He could walk eight guys in 80 pitches. Well, that's the problem. He can pitch 90 pitches in an inning and a third. So – so, yeah, like, that would be the case. If you wanted to play Sheffield because he can, he can pitch, he can throw the ball, like, feel free to do so if you don't like Smiley or Beatty. But outside, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the Cubs. I'm looking at the Cubs pricing of the bats, and I'm starting to figure out, like, how can I, how can I fit twice of them in, in all my lineups? Because I think they're way too underpriced. And then well, Hendricks. Hendricks in a second. What about Hendricks? Okay, Hendricks is, I put in the same category as, as, uh, as Soroka. Uh, Hendricks actually has a higher strikeout rate to lefties than he does righties. And the Seattle lineup has a ton of lefties in it. The problem is that Seattle's actually getting like a ballpark upgrade. Uh, it looks like from the forecast, you're going to have to check, check before the time that six mile an hour wind in. So that's going to help the pitchers a little, a little, not ridiculously. People take the wind a little too nutso over at Wrigley, which you, you should factor it in, but not to the point of stupidity, but like, People are going to look at the platoon advantage and go, oh, how do I play the lefties? It's like, well, Hendricks is better than the lefties. So at 8,900, I think, I think Hendricks has more upside. I don't like him as a pitcher, but I'd rather play Hendricks at 8,900 against all these lefties than Soroka against the Blue Jays. Hendricks will be the top-scoring pitcher on the entire slate. It's going to happen here. You mentioned that he is – he's actually virtually the same versus both sides, just he strikes out lefties at a much higher clip. He stops throwing the sinker to lefties. For the most part this year, while he's predominantly a sinker pitch ball pitcher, two righties gets a bunch of ground balls, limits just as so much damage to righties as he does to lefties here. When the wind's blowing in, it's more important for C- for Hendricks in this matchup than pretty much any other one because he's facing such a lefty-heavy team here in the Mariners that actually strike out at a decent clip. He's a fly ball guy versus lefties at this point in his career with the way that he's pitching, and this is a perfect spot for him here. He is going to absolutely mow down these guys. Complete game shutout. With 10Ks, I'm calling it right now. It's a little ballsy, but he is my top play on this entire slate here. And I have no interest in any saddlebacks. Hendrick Smiley, that's going to be the combo. Yep, that's going to be the combo that uh, sends me to the poor house or to a new house. Uh, yeah, you're only paying 14K at starting pitcher. Now I see how you're getting all the bats. Yep. Uh, let's see. Chicago bats, even if the wind's blowing in. Any oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. How about that? You, if, if, oh, you, oh, you actually want to go against my Hendricks pick. No, 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 no. I want to, I'm, I'm trying to help out the people out there. If you want to play him in cash, if you want to play him as a punt, if he's batting second, Tim Lopez is 20, 2,800. Feel free to do so. Okay. That, that's how I could, that's how I cover the Mariners. Outside of that, I'm, I'm really not that interested. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't. Vogelbach, Seeger. Navarez, all these guys are a little bit cheap, and Hendricks is a fly ball pitcher. If the wind's not blowing in, I could see taking those guys in as fillers because Vogelbach's only 3.7K. Omar's only 3.8K. Like, Bishop, if you need to throw an absolute terrible punt in there that's 2.2K, go ahead. If you want to pay up for pitching and you're not going Hendricks, then some of these bats actually do make sense strictly because they're pricing. But also – the pricing on the Cubs is ridiculous. It's silly. Castellanos, Chris Bryant, 4.2 and 4.3K. Hayward, 3.5K. Caratini, 3.9K. Lucroy, 2.9K. Everyone's so cheap. So I'm guessing you're playing uh, – I don't even think it's a vomit stack. 
But well, tech, technically, anything that's under 20K is a vomit stack. You can make the Cubs as a vomit. If Baez is back in the lineup, I mean, he's 4,300. I mean, this is ridiculous. Why are these guys priced so, so cheaply against Justice Sheffield and Wrigley Field? I don't care. Hey, you can tell me the wind's blowing in at eight miles an hour. I'm still going to play these guys. I mean, you, got, you have to think, Grant, that this, that, that this is like the cash chalk fill in. You're like, you're going to play three Cubs in cash type of thing. You're going to play Cubs, Twins, and then you're going to do something like, you know, like you're doing with like Odorizzi Smiley or, or some, some type of combination like that because how do you pass these guys up against a garbage lefty? Yeah, no, they're absolutely going to be in a lot of cash. Like Brian Cassianos are pretty close to a cash game lock. They're going up against a lefty. Cassianos is the top overall play on the slate in all likelihood at his price tag here. It's even though the wind's blowing in six miles an hour, that doesn't matter for him. He's going to crush here, and Bryant is right next to him. Uh, similar numbers versus lefties, and then Mariners have a terrible bullpen. Cubs are going to make shock. There's a reason for it. It's that simple. Play him or fade him if you really want to avoid the shock, but. There's not really a right answer, in my opinion. Well, even if you fade him as a stack, I mean, play as one-offs. Because they're, uh, they're – I mean, this is not like – like, we're not saying they're good plays because, like, of the matchup. It's like they're obviously, like, 10% underpriced as a team. 10%? Like, 20%. The matchup – Well, Castellano, that, instead of 4,300, he's 47 or 4,800. That would be a normal price. He's going up against a lefty, though. Him and Brian have absolutely crushed lefties. Just absolutely. So you'd pay Brian, you'd pay five k for Brian in this spot. In this spot, if it weren't for the wind, probably. Okay, well, I, I think that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to go through the last two games over on Fantasy Draft. Arizona and San Diego is on the slate here. We got Mike Leak going up against Quantrill. It's over in Arizona. Any interest in Leak? How you pay nine, now? If you're adding him to the other eight games, like how do you pay 9,200 for Mike Leak of all people? Oh, he's going up against the Padres, but he's Mike Leak. That's all I have to say. He's Mike Leak. Why are you paying that price? Yep, 17-7 over on Fantasy Draft. Not paying for him there. Quantrill over on the other side, 16.4K. Any interest in him? He's a much better people uh, pitcher than people think he is. But the, the Diamondbacks don't strike out enough. So at his price, I – I'd, I'd, I'd rather play Tanaka even, and I don't even want to play him, so I'm not going to play Quantrill. Sorry, I muted myself there on accident. What about any San Diego bats? Against Michael, I mean, Mike Leak's a contact pitcher. I mean, these guys are cheap. So if you want to play any of them, I mean, Naylor, uh, Hosmer, you can make a cheap stack. You can make a cheap enough stack. I mean, I'm not a big fan of playing bats in, in Arizona, and this is one of the lower total games. But I wouldn't call you crazy for playing any of these guys. I just don't consider any of them to be a priority. Yeah, kind of right there with you. What about over on the other side with Arizona? They price these guys up always for no apparent reason. You could always throw in like a Rojas or a Lamb if they're in the lineup because they're extremely cheap. Use them as one-offs in a cash build. But I'm not paying the prices for Marte and Escobar. But, of course, no one else will. So if you want to play 1% own bats in this spot, feel free to do so. But – to me, this is, seems like more, even on fantasy draft, the hazard on the slate, more of a cross-off game anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. Lamb, Rojas, pretty much it. Uh, next game, Milwaukee versus Houston here. Cole versus Hauser. Cole, probably the top overall play on the entire slate. He's your cast game SP1 option with the prices of the Cubs and the prices of a few other guys. In tournaments, he's probably the top raw points play. You with me? Oh, yeah. When Oda Rizzi's 10-5, Cole should be 14K. So, I mean, like, yeah. On fantasy draft, in catch, you're playing him as an SP1. And the only reason you wouldn't be playing an SP1 in GPP is because uh, you, 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 of roster construction. You want to play an expense, you want to play the Twins, and you think that Cole only gets, you know, a, it doesn't get a ceiling result. Gets a good, still gets the best raw points outing, but it's not something that you'll be necessary in GPP. Yep, right there with you. Uh, what about Hauser, 13.4K? I don't think he makes a cut for me going up against one of the best-hitting lineups in baseball. Well, now that he's now that he's actually moving up in price, he's not like – like he becomes less of a play anymore. So, like, it is for, like I'd play Beattie. I'd take a shot on Smiley before playing Hauser against the Astros. He's just like in no-man's-land type of price where, like, if I'm going to play him, why don't I just play even cheaper pitchers? So, like, to me, like – I don't want to say that this is kind of a cross-off game too, but I like if you're not playing Cole in this game, 
I don't even like the Astros bats. I mean, yeah, sure, you could play Toro if he's in the lineup because he's cheap. But outside of that, like, I don't even want to attack Hauser, right? Don't you? I mean, he strikes out enough people. I that, don't. Like, the stack's not going to work. I, I don't want to attack him, but it's Houston. I will attack. Well, they did horribly against the Jays. Everyone seemed to stack him and lose. It's baseball. It can literally happen anytime. What happened against Morton? He got absolutely destroyed by Houston. Okay, well, it could, it could happen. So, I mean, but don't make the case like it's Houston. Like, we didn't just see them hit, uh, have two hits against uh, the Jays' bullpen. Well, we can say the same thing about Miami or Detroit on random days. Oh, don't say they're bad. They just put up 13 runs. But, but they're cheaper. They're cheapy-cheap. These, these guys are way too expensive. And probably aren't going to have much ownership, but that's beside the point. That's Fantasy Draft Slate. It's time for the morning grind game here. Let's get started off with a pitcher under 8K to get seven, six or more strikeouts, seven or more strikeouts. I can't remember. I think it's six or more. We're going to have to have some, some type of – there's not many that – I know who you're going to say. You're going to go all the way down to Smiley, right? So I got I to gotta take – oh, geez. This is always a tough one because, like, like, I don't want to take Wodge. I'll take Wainwright. All right, that's the easy pick here. Uh, pitcher over 8K to get under 15 points. The, the, the Orioles are so bad that I still think Yarborough may get there. I'm going to say Tanaka. Yeah, I'm going to go with Thor. I'm going ballsy here. Uh, hitter over 4K to hit a bomb. It's gonna, it's gonna be the twin. It's gonna pick a twin and go for it. It doesn't even matter what it is. Since I said he was a cash play, I'll go with Rosario. I'm going with Castellanos. Uh, hitter under 4K to get two hits. Is there any under? Uh, I, I, I played. I'll do the correlation play for the morning grind game. Since I said Tanaka, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go Nick Solak. All right, I'm gonna take Rowdy. No, I'm gonna take Bijou. Bijou's under 4K, right? Nope, he's 4100. Oh, I'm looking at FanDuel pressing. I clicked the wrong button here. Switching over. Oh, then you can get any under 41. Under 40, you can no, get no, I, I, I literally just accidentally clicked the wrong button. I'm going Rowdy Tellers. All right, give me a stack that's going to score over six runs. Okay, it would be too easy for me to say the Twins, so I'm going to say the Braves. I am going to say the Cubs. Yep, I'm going to say the Cubs. Cheapest slack, stack on the slate. Still going to score six points, which is why I'm playing them. All right, any last thoughts before we get out of here? Other than have a, have a happy Labor Day. Now, at, we're working for you on Labor Day. So, so you got have your barbecue. Don't get caught in the hurricane and, uh, and enjoy the baseball. Yeah, guys, it's been fun. Stevie will be back tomorrow. Hopefully he is way richer at this point. I'm not really sure how it goes. And not swimming. Hopefully he's not swimming. Yes, hopefully he is dry with a boatload of cash in his bank account. But it's been fun. He'll be back tomorrow. I will be with him probably. And, guys, again, get signed up for Fantasy Draft. Huge contest this week. So get in him. We're out of here. See you, kids.